Good evening. My name is Sarah Morant with the Government of Alberta, and I'll be your host for tonight's telephone town hall meeting. Tonight, I'm joined by Minister of Municipal Affairs, Rebecca Schultz, Colin Blair, Executive Director with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency, Jose Saint-Ange, Provincial Information Officer, Wildfire Prevention with Forestry, Parks and Tourism, Commanding Officer of Alberta, Deputy Commissioner, Curtis Sablocki of the RCMP, Shane Hussey with Alberta Health Services, Rob Dupree from the Insurance Bureau of Canada, and representatives from the following Government of Alberta departments, Agriculture and Irrigation, Environment and Protected Areas, Mental Health and Addiction, Seniors, Community and Social Services, Health, Indigenous Relations, Municipal Affairs, and Education. Before we hear from Minister Schulz, let me start by explaining how tonight's telephone town hall will work. Right now, Albertans whose communities have been impacted by the wildfires are connecting to this call and you will have a chance to ask your questions from the officials about the changing wildfire situation in your region. You can get in line to ask a question anytime, including right now, by pressing star three on your phone keypad. You'll then be put through to an operator who will take down your question. Here are a few things to keep in mind. The operator will ask you for your, for your name and community. We ask that you try to keep your question brief as there are a lot of people on the line and we want to get to as many questions as we can. For tonight's event, I will be reading all of your questions out loud, which will help our speakers as address as many of your questions as possible. Now, I would like to invite Minister Rebecca Scholz to say a few words. Minister, please go ahead. Thank you very much and good evening everybody. Thank you for dialing in tonight and joining us for another virtual town hall. I'm here tonight along with some of the hardworking officials from the Alberta government as well as the RCMP to take your questions and provide the best answers we can. As we all know, the wildfire situation across Alberta continues to be very volatile. Before we get to your questions, I'll provide a brief high level update on where things stand right now. Alberta remains under a state of provincial state of emergency. The Provincial Emergency Coordination Center continues to operate at its highest level and is coordinating a vast pool of resources from across the province and from other jurisdictions as well. We're continuing to work with local officials and first responders in all affected communities to get personnel, resources, and equipment to where they're needed. And while there has been some rain and cooler temperatures, please keep in mind that situation can change rapidly. I urge all Albertans to keep watching for restrictions and bans and help us prevent any further wildfires. People in communities that are on evacuation alert should also pack important medication and documents and enough food and supplies for a minimum of seven days just to be safe. They should also make sure their vehicles are fully fueled. The Alberta government and local authorities are continuing the major effort to confront the wildfire risk. There are currently more than 800 wildland firefighters, heavy equipment and air tankers responding to wildfires in the province. This includes help from wildfire agencies in British Columbia, Quebec, New Brunswick and Ontario. As well, the Canadian Armed Forces is sending approximately 300 soldiers to help with wildfire suppression, mop-up operations, and basic firefighting duties. 
About 200 of these troops have been deployed to different parts of the province to where they're needed, and another 100 will be deployed over the weekend. At this time, the estimated number of evacuees is at 16,500, a decline from over 24,000 just a couple of days ago. I know people have heard this message already, but we really want to encourage everyone who has evacuated their community to register with their local municipality or with the Alberta government. Registering makes it easier to get help and resources and helps us ensure evacuees are kept up to date on the most recent information. Evacuees can register online or in person at a local reception area. Visit alberta.ca slash emergency or you can call 310-4455, which is now available 24-7. I want to just take a moment to talk about the concerns that some farmers and ranchers have had uh, regarding their livestock. For farmers and ranchers who have had to leave their property, we recommend you register at the reception area identified for your community. That will give local officials the best opportunity to provide some assistance and connect you with the resources you need. Folks can also contact their local municipality directly or call the Wildfire Resource Line at 310-4455 with agriculture and livestock-related questions. We recognize the situation is rapidly changing and it may be different for farmers and ranchers in each evacuated area. Some rural municipalities have implemented temporary re-entry processes for farmers to check on livestock and provide feed and water. Implementing a re-entry process is at the discretion of the local municipality and you should check with your local officials for information relevant to your community. These re-entry processes are based on the municipality's assessment of the fire risk, and they have the authority to decide whether anyone will be allowed entry into the evacuation zone. We also know that partner organizations like agricultural societies and some auction markets may have additional supports available for farmers and ranchers. The Ministry of Agriculture and Irrigation has been in touch with partner organizations like Livestock and Crop Commissions, Agriculture Financial Services Corporation, auction marts and agricultural societies to share information. Again, people should visit alberta.ca slash emergency or call 310-4455 for more information about agricultural issues. I just want to say to everyone on this call that we recognize the difficulty of this situation. We know how hard it must be to leave home and to stay away from home and that it only gets more difficult as the days go on. The stress of the situation is very real for you and we know that, but we're asking you to continue to be patient for your own safety and for the safety of others. Local governments will be the first to know about conditions on the ground and when re-entry is allowed, so I do urge you to continue to stay in touch with them and watch out for updates. I also want to encourage all evacuees who are under mandatory evacuation orders for seven days or more to apply for an emergency evacuation payment at alberta.ca slash emergency. Any Albertan who has been evacuated under mandatory evacuation order for a total of seven days or more can apply for a one-time emergency evacuation payment to help during this difficult time. More than 3,900 applications have been processed so far. More than $6.8 million in e-transfers has been sent to evacuees and 500 and 70,000 in debit cards have been distributed. 
For those evacuees unable to receive an e-transfer, debit cards are available at 16 Alberta Support Centre locations, as well as the Calgary and Edmonton Evacuation Centres. We're doing everything we can to make things easier and we'll continue to be here to help you through this difficult situation. Any evacuees who are not able to ask a question tonight, again, are encouraged to call 310-4455 for support and to see about an answer for your question. So with that, I want to thank everyone once again for calling in this evening. Please keep in mind that the emergency phone line at 310-4455 is operating 24-7 and the government is regularly posting the most recent information to alberta.ca slash emergency. Thank you again, and I'll now turn it back over to our officials so we can take your questions. Thank you, Minister. And for anyone who is just joining us, my name is Sarah, and I'm joined tonight with a group of experts from the government of Alberta to help answer your questions and bring you information about the wildfire situations. If you would like to ask a question from any of our officials, you can do so by pressing star three right now or any time during the call. You were just hearing from Minister of Municipal Affairs, Rebecca Schultz, and also joining me this evening are Colin Blair, Executive Director with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency, Jose Senange, our Provincial Information Officer, Wildfire Prevention with Forestry, Parks and Tourism, Commanding Officer of Alberta, Deputy Commissioner Curtis Zablocki of the RCMP, Shane Hussey with Alberta Health Services, Rob Dupree from the Insurance Bureau of Canada, and representatives and officials from the following Government of Alberta departments, Agriculture and Irrigation, Environment and Protected Areas, Mental Health and Addiction, Forestry Parks and Tourism, Seniors, Community and Social Services, Health, Indigenous Relations, Municipal Affairs, and Education. Tonight, we're talking about the changing wildfire situation and for those in communities who have been affected by evacuation orders. Once again, if you have a question, you can ask it anytime by pressing star three on your phone or by submitting it into the question box if you're listening online. I'll now get started with our very first question. This is from Rebecca who submitted her question online and she asks the following. How long will it take for the e-transfer to get into my account? I'll have Brad Geddes with Seniors Community and Social Services answer this question. Great. Thank you very much for that question. Um, I'm going to expand a little bit and talk about the process. Um, so when people are applying online, um, there is two steps. One is uh, you submitting your information. The next is processing it. Uh, and then after that, uh, we ask uh, our bank to uh, email transfer to you. So the last step, uh, once we have processed it and everything's good, uh, that uh, e-payment will be uh, into your bank account. Those will be sent to you within 24 hours. Um, and sometimes it's been as fast as three hours. So that's, uh, that's the window that you can expect it. Thank you. Thank you. Our next question is from David in Fox Creek. And he asks, are you using water bombers on the Fox Creek fire? And if not, um, why? And I'll ask Jose Saint-Ange, Provincial Information Officer with Wildfire Prevention. So please go ahead. Thank you for your question. Uh, yes, we are using water bombers on the Fox Creek fire. That is fire WWF-023. They were used today in firefighting efforts. 
We also had four helicopters uh, doing some bucketing operations. So that's when helicopters drop water on hot spots on the fire. And we have crews on the ground as well as heavy equipment operators working at constructing a fire guard. In addition to that, we also have some structural protection that is being put in place in conjunction with the local fire department. So um, that's a summary of uh, what's happening in Fox Creek on the ground at this time. Thank you. Our next question comes from Bruce, um, who submitted this question online. And I'm going to ask uh, Stacey Smythe with uh, Environment and Protected Areas to go ahead and answer. Bruce asks, we are staying in Edmonton and have noticed lots of smoke. Um, is the air safe at this time? Hi, Bruce. Thank you so much for the question. Uh, we do have smoke covering most of the province right now. You'll find that smoke coverage changes on an hour by hour basis as weather patterns shift and, and, and move that smoke in different directions. The air quality health index in Edmonton right now is rated a four, which means that uh, the amount of contamination and smoke debris we see in the air is a moderate health risk. Uh, we do anticipate that will that condition will change a little bit overnight and into tomorrow, uh, seeing a decrease to a level three. Uh, but because of the smoke moving from the air, yes, you will notice it, and it is uh, at a level right now that uh, that it's being considered a moderate health risk. And maybe if you don't mind, I'll, I'll ask my colleague Wanda from Alberta Health to to give some suggestions on what people can do to um, mitigate that health risk. Thank you so much, Wanda Obi um, with Public Health. So some of the things to keep in mind um, in lowering your health risk from wildfire smoke, um, for indoor air, um, close your fresh air intakes from your furnaces, fireplaces, or stoves. Using humidifiers can help uh, remove some of the smoke. The humid air um, also helps to keep your nose and mouth um, moist. Not using wood stoves, gas stoves, or candles. Um, not vacuuming or using spray air fresheners inside as well. And when you're outside, uh, of course, um, monitor your heavy uh, activity or exercise, drinking lots of water to stay hydrated. Um, again, we'll keep your nose and mouth moist, which, which makes it easier to breathe. And particularly in these coming days when the temperatures are going to be higher, there will be the additional uh, heat health risk. So do take care, thank you. Thank you so much. And for anyone who does want to ask a question, you can do so by pressing star three right now or any time during the call and you'll be entered into the queue. Our next question comes from Jesse in Drayton Valley and I'll ask my colleague Brad with seniors, community and social services to please respond. Jesse asks, I forgot my ID at home and I heard the government has made it easy for evacuees to replace them if needed. Can you explain this process? Great. Thank you, Sarah. So, Jesse, I think there's uh, two different uh, parts here to your question. Uh, the first off is uh, if you go to a registry office, they, they will be waiving the fee uh, so that you can replace important documents like your driver's license. Secondly, uh, if you don't have your driver's license, but you do have some other some other form of identification, whether it be a uh, registry uh, card in your vehicle or insurance or your healthcare card, uh, something that has your name and address on it, uh, bill payment even, 
uh, that would be very helpful to go to an ASC office. There are 16 locations. You can find those on aborta.ca slash emergency or the Edmonton or Calgary reception centers. And uh, they have teams there waiting to help you. So again, uh, please visit the registry office to get your identification. Or if you're applying for an evacuation payment, uh, please go to one of the 16 ASC offices or two registration centers. Thank you. Thank you, Brad. Our next question comes from Tracy in Edson. And Tracy's question is, uh, how is the fire around the Edson area right now? And I'll ask Jose St. Ange to please go ahead. So at this time, uh, for wildfires in the Whitecourt Forest area, we are still seeing some increased wildfire behavior today with temperatures going up and um, drying conditions as well as some wind. So fire behavior did increase, but our crews are working hard. We have helicopters supporting them and we're continuing to build fire guards around fires to protect communities. Thank you so much. Our next question comes from Craig, um, submitted online. And Craig asks, how do I get information, um, up-to-date information on the highway and roadways and closures throughout Alberta? And I'll have Colin Blair with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency. Please go ahead. Hi, Craig. Thanks for the question. There's a couple of ways that you can get uh, the very latest information on the road networks in Alberta. Uh, the first one is you can download the 511 app uh, that's uh, available for all an iPhones and Androids. The other is uh, if you have access to the internet to, through 511.alberta.ca. So it's got the latest up-to-date information. And I, I should say that uh, if you're traveling in the province, please have a look at this before you go. The road closures and road conditions are changing on a regular basis. And at this point in time, given some of the smoke conditions, I ask people to look closely to the areas that have reduced visibility uh, for your personal safety as you're traveling. Thank you. Thanks, Colin. The next question is from Wendy in Drayton Valley, and I'll have Brad Geddes with Seniors Community and Social Services respond. Wendy's question is, what do we do um, for people who don't want a digital ID, but still want to access the relief payment. Great. Thank you, Wendy. I'll start this question and then I'll ask my colleague Maggie to supplement. Um, so one of the options is that you can go to one of the 16 uh, Alberta support centers. Uh, they're listed on the alberta.ca website. Uh, from there, uh, you can receive a debit card that would be, um, when you apply, it'll be loaded with funds. Uh, so that's an option for you that if you don't want to go through the website and you would like some assistance. Uh, Maggie, is there any other steps uh, or documents that Wendy should bring with her? Thanks, Brad. Um, when you are arriving, Wendy, into an Alberta support location or into one of the evacuation centers, make sure you have your identification and proof of residence. Basically, we can get you through and up on the system so that you can get payment. The preloaded debit cards are something that you would walk out of the community center with or the Alberta support site immediately after your appointment. And sorry, just to clarify, you do not need an appointment. You may come into the office during our scheduled hours. Thank you both very much. And just a reminder, or if you're just joining us, 
you can join the conversation by pressing star three right now or any time on your phone to submit a question. The next one comes from Kane in Sturgeon Lake, and I'm going to direct this to Jose Saint-Ange. Kane asks, what is the update um, in the Sturgeon Lake fire? I have not gotten many updates as of yet. The wildfires that are part of the Sturgeon Lake complex are still burning out of control. We saw some high wildfire activity today due to these hot and drying conditions that are becoming more prevalent throughout the province. But we do have resources hard at work on that fire. We have a new incident management team from Quebec that's ready to take over command of the area. We have some aircraft working as well as uh, heavy equipment crews and um, firefighters on the ground that are building a fire guard to help protect the community. We are working with the MD of Greenview and uh, the Sturgeon Lake Fire Department to ensure that uh, structural protection is in place. And uh, we also want to remind everyone that they can always get updates on wildfires on our website at um, wildfire.alberta.ca and uh, to check our status page to get the latest information. And you can sign up for updates for your area of the province, and this one would be the Grand Prairie Forest area. Thanks again so much. Our next question comes from Rick in Evansburg, and Rick's question is, can you tell me more information about who is participating in the town hall today? Um, I'm going to take that myself, Rick. I can let you know that all evacuees who have registered at an evacuation center have been called to participate this, this evening. Uh, the information to dial into this call is also posted on alberta.ca slash emergency. And you can also listen, listen live at the same website. Um, so that is who is uh, listening into the, the event. Our next question is from Kim in Drayton Valley. Um, going to ask Colin Blair with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency to respond. Kim's question is, why has Drayton Valley evacuation been extended for another six days? Hi, Kim. Thank you very much for the question. And um, I know this is really unfortunate news. I think I think we all had our fingers crossed that uh, the the situation for the wildfire would be would be better than it is now, but it, it's still out of control. And and unfortunately because we don't have control over the wildfire situation, all the efforts are going to try to get it under control. A decision on re-entry cannot take place until that happens. It's just too significant of a risk to have people coming back into the community while an active wildfire is so close to Drayton Valley. Uh, I know the community is uh, working concurrently on their re-entry planning and uh, the conditions that are coming at us right now I think it's prudent for them to extend the uh, extend this, uh, and hopefully they will be able to provide more information in, in the coming days about what is next. And and let's hope Mother Nature is uh, is on our side, and and we get the right conditions so that nothing flares up. Thanks, Colin. Our next question is from Sharon in Drayton Valley, and she asks, "I made a claim to my insurance company, who gave me twelve hundred dollars." And they said this would be billed against my government claim. Is this correct? I'll ask Rob Dupree with the Insurance Bureau of Canada, so please go ahead. Hi, Sharon, and thank you for the question. This is not correct. The one-time funding from the government evacuee assistance will not impact your insurance claim and should not be deducted from any payment from your actual insurance policy. 
This government evacuee assistance is in addition to your insurance policy claim. You do not have to choose one or the other. You are, if you are eligible for the government evacuee assistance, you can apply. This will not impact your coverage or limits for your claim. The payments are separate. We've been sharing this information on social media, and we've developed an FAQ document with this question and many more. You can find that information at ibc.ca. Thanks, Rob. Our next question comes from Rita in John Doerr Prairie. And Rita's question is, can you give us an update on the situation in Fox Lake? Can we go back? Perhaps to start with uh, Jose Saint-Ange, and then we'll see if Alberta Emergency Management Agency can supplement. Yes, I'll speak to the status of the wildfires. It is still considered out of control, and today we saw some high to extreme fire behavior on that fire. We do have some resources in place that are working to contain it. We have an incident management team. Uh, we had air tankers supporting crews on the ground today and helicopters um, also dropping water on the fire with their buckets. They're working as we speak, uh, but it's still dangerous and challenging conditions up there with the heat that's come in. Um, in fact, there's been no break from the heat in that part of the province. So our goal at this time is to continue to protect human lives the community and uh, preventing the spread of the fire across Peace River. Hi, Rita. I'll, I'll just supplement that. Uh, so there is still an evacuation order in place for Fox Lake. And I, I would recommend that uh, you uh, connect with the alberta.ca slash emergency website. Uh, if you can get the Alberta emergency alert, uh, that will be helpful for you as well. And uh, and through the alberta.ca slash emergency site, you can register online. So if you're able to provide them with your information, they will be able to provide you with uh, with updates as, as they, they, they come. Thanks so much. And a reminder, or if you're just joining us, you can enter the conversation by pressing star three on your phone, and you can ask a question to any of the officials. The next question comes from Athena in Yellowhead County, and it goes as follows. I have asthma and a disability. I left two days before the emergency evacuation due to being unable to breathe. I'm just wondering how I go about finding out if I qualify for any benefits. Brad, I'll ask you to go ahead. Great. Well, thank you, Athena, for that uh, the good question. I think it'll help other uh, people listening as well. So uh, first off, um, as I shared, you can attend one of the 16 Alberta Supports offices or, or go to a reception center and they can help you with the evacuation payment. Um, it's important to note that it's uh, for seven days or more. So if you chose to leave early, uh, there's not additional funds for that. Uh, I would also encourage you to contact your insurance company. Uh, I'll ask my colleague uh, Rob to explain those benefits after. Um, my other colleague from Alberta Health, and she can explain how you can get additional prescriptions or if you need other medical equipment. Wanda? Thank you so much, uh, Athena. Sorry for um, the situation that you're in. And um, if you have left and you're in need of any uh, medical equipment and or prescriptions that um, support your health, there are 
um, ways to access those with respect to prescriptions. All the pharmacists across the province have been notified to support evacuees, even if they, or even if you have not brought your uh, Alberta Health Card Care card with you, they will be able to assess your uh, health situation and your needs, and will first try to consult your regular healthcare provider and. Um, and where possible be able to confirm your prescription. And with respect to uh, equipment, if there's any medical equipment or supplies that folks need, um, having uh, been forced to leave your home un unexpectedly, um, you can again contact HealthLink at 811, that's Alberta Health Services HealthLink at 811, and um, they will be able to help you uh, to identify um, vendor for Alberta AIDS to daily living program uh, equipment needs. Alberta, Alberta Health Services Health Link is also there for any of your other healthcare questions. Thank you. And it's Rob from Insurance Bureau of Canada. Virtually every home condominium unit owner and tenants insurance policy provides coverage for additional living expenses when you are evacuated as a result of this fire. So that evacuation coverage and the cost of your additional living expenses, so hotels and additional food costs, they start the moment that you are evacuated. So if you do have an insurance policy to make sure that you reach out to your insurance provider right away to start that claims process and make sure that you're able to access the funds that you may require. Thanks everyone for those responses. Our next question comes from Jesse in Drayton Valley. And I'm going to have Kindy Joseph with the Department of Education respond to this. Jesse asks, has there been any decision on um, diploma exams? Will they still be held? Um, Kindy, please go ahead. Thank you, Sarah. And thank you very much, Jesse, for the question. Um, I can certainly understand your, your concerns and your questions with respect to uh, diploma exams. I, I don't have all the answers for you here today, but what I can tell you is that uh, we are working very closely with school authorities um, in the impacted areas. And we're looking at uh, things such as um, exams and deferrals uh, related to those. Um, what I would suggest you do is that you stay in close contact with your school or your school division or school authority. Uh, they will have the most up-to-date information as decisions are made on um, things such as diploma exams. And the best way for you to stay in contact with your school is through those uh, mechanisms that we, you were using in the past, such as uh, you know, email, um, Facebook, and those sorts of things that schools use to communicate out to students and parents. Um, I hope that answers your question and uh, thank you very much for the question. Thanks, Kindy. Our next question is from Daryl in Evansburg. Daryl asks, for the emergency fund, if someone doesn't have e-transfer, um, how will someone get the payment? And how do we know if we've been accepted once we've, once we've applied? I'll ask Brad to go ahead. Great. Thank you very much. Um, a really cool thing about uh, going to an Alberta Supports Office or Reception Center um, is that you can either receive the transfer or you can receive a, uh, a debit card in your hand. 
uh, that you can take with you to use at any store or, or hotel or, or pharmacy that you might need. Um, and so you'll know that right away. With regards to the, uh, the e-transfer, uh, there's a bit of a delay as we do process those, but you will receive an email with the payment uh, letting you know that everything's good. Uh, and that's probably the first confirmation you'll receive. Our goal is to complete uh, as many uh, transactions as possible within 24 hours. Uh, we do our best to meet that. Uh, so, so uh, yeah, so I would encourage you to, to either apply online or visit one of our offices or one of the reception centers. Thank you. Thanks again, Brad. Our next question was submitted online by Beth. Beth asked, um, where can I find information about supports that might be available to help deal with the stress and anxiety that have come from having to evacuate? And I'll ask Kara White with Alberta uh, Mental Health and Addiction to please go ahead. Great, thank you for the question, Beth. We recognize that this situation, a lot of people are feeling a lot of stress and anxiety, and there are a number of resources that are available at this time for support. So one of the things you can do is to call 211 or text INFO to 211 or visit ab.211.ca, and they'll be able to identify local resources wherever you are that you can access. There's also counseling supports that are available through Counseling Alberta virtual supports. You can contact 1-833-827-4230 to access virtual supports uh, very quickly. Um, you can also contact the Alberta Health Services Mental Health Helpline at 1-877 303-2642. Thank you for the question. Thank you um, for the answer, Tara. And for anyone who's just joining the conversation and would like to submit a question or identify any concerns, you can do so by pressing star three right now. And one of our operators will take your question. Our very next question we have comes from Peter in uh, Evansburg. And Peter asks, a question that I will have a couple of my colleagues please go ahead and respond to. How can we get, um, how can someone without internet get help? Um, perhaps we'll start with Maggie and uh, if there's anyone else, we'll, we'll check in after. Thank you, Sarah, and sorry to hear your circumstances, Peter, for sure. Uh, we do have options. Obviously, we do not have internet. You can meet um, other criteria by coming into our sites. Our Alberta supports locations are open 8 a.m. to 8.30, sorry, 8.15 a.m. to 8 o'clock p.m., extended hours on Saturday from 9 to 3. If you're in Evansburg, we have some locations that are open those extended hours for you and can help you in person to support your application for sure. Thanks, Peter. Thanks, Maggie. Our next question sorry. is, sorry, oh, I'm add. so sorry, Brad, go ahead. I'm just excited to share uh, for Peter that the closest office is in Spruce Grove uh, so he doesn't have to look that up. Thank you. Thanks again. Uh, the next question is from Aaron and Aaron is in GMC Stadium. Aaron's question says, I'm an evacuee. Everything I had has been burned. What am I supposed to do? I'm gonna ask Rob Dupree with the Insurance Bureau of Canada to go ahead. Aaron, I'm so sorry that you have 
suffered the, the loss. It must be very, very difficult for you and your family and our thoughts are absolutely with you. All standard home and tenant insurance policies cover damage caused by fire. So the damages to your home and all of your contents will be covered. As well, your additional living expenses from the moment that you are evacuated and until the time that you can repair or rebuild your home, that will be covered for you as well. If you know who your insurance representative is, I encourage you to contact them right away. If you can't remember who it was, take a look at your banking. Your transaction history might indicate who that insurance company was, and you'll be able to reach out to them to start that process. Most insurance companies have 24-7 claim services. You can give them a call or submit your claim online. If you're having difficulty remembering who your insurance company is, you can reach out to IBC's Consumer Information Center during the work week and during business hours. We can be reached at 1-844-2-ASK-IBC. That number again, 1-844-227. 5422. Take care, Aaron. Thanks, Rob. I'm just checking to see if any of my other colleagues had anything on that. Seeing that they don't, I'm going to go ahead to the next question. It's from Bill in um, Drayton Valley. And Bill's question is Do temporary residents qualify for the payments? I've lived in Drayton Valley for six months. I'll ask Brad Geddes with Seniors Community and Social Services to please go ahead. Okay, thank you very much, Bill. Uh, so there's, um, language is important. So uh, if you're a Canadian resident and you've been living in uh, Drain Valley for a short period of time, um, then it's no problem. Also, if you're a temporary foreign worker who has been living in Drain Valley, it's it's all good as well. So I just wanted to, I wasn't, um, so both options are good to go. Thank you. Thanks, Brad. The next question is from uh, James, who submitted this online. James asked, um, I'm evacuated. What options are available, available to have someone check on the well-being of my pets? And I'll ask Colin Blair with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency to please go ahead. Hi, James. I'm sorry to hear about your pets. Uh, there are a number of options. I'll, I'll give them to you now. Uh, the first one, uh, if you've left the pets behind in an evacuated area and you need someone to check on them, you can contact Alberta SPCA at 1-800-455-9003. I'll say that again, 1-800-455-9003. Another option is that uh, you can check into your identified reception center for your community and let the staff there know and they should be able to assist you. Or you can also contact 310-4455 if you have any other questions. Thank you. Thanks, Colin. The next question came in from Kristen, and she asked the following. As an employer of, uh, in a small business, we are worried about our staff. Staff that live outside of the evacuation zone but work in town, Drayton Valley, um, we can't afford to pay them, and they aren't eligible to receive the emergency money. How can we help them? 
So I'll ask Maggie with Seniors Community and Social Services to please go ahead. Thank you, Kristen, for the question. And thank you for being concerned about your employees. It's quite admirable. I'd like to suggest that your employees file a claim of employment insurance with Service Canada. It's important that they get that claim going. Their hours, the concessions that Service Canada is making will help expedite uh, their claim. Regardless of the number of hours, I wouldn't uh, have the staff overthink it. Start that claim. If you have individuals that you're aware of who are in need of emergency assistance, you can get them to call the 310-4455 number and ask for Income Support Contact Center. We'll assess their emergency need if they're having any financial difficulties. And of course, please encourage them to apply, as you stated already, to the emergency evacuation uh, payment plan. Thank you, Kristen. Thanks, Maggie. And for anyone who hasn't had a chance and would like to, you can join the conversation by pressing star three on your phone right now or anytime for the remainder of this call. The next question comes from Linda in Drayton Valley, and it says this, I applied for the $1,200 on May 8th. I received the confirmation, but I do not have the money. What should I do? I'll ask Brad to go ahead. Great. Thank you, Linda. There, there may be uh, other people who are in the same situation, so I appreciate you asking. Um, sometimes uh, with an e-payment, um, it's simple to have uh, an error in the email address, or sometimes that ends up in people's junk email. Uh, I would encourage you to check those two things. If uh, those are common errors with most internet payments, uh, if that hasn't worked, please call us at 310-4455. Let us uh, ask the uh, the contact center worker what's going on and they'll be able to look up your payment right away if you're near uh, an Alberta office or reception center they can look it up there as well so i hope one of those two solutions work for you thanks very much the next question submitted is from roxanne in drayton valley and she, roxanne asks this i would like to clarify the question about insurance i'm with intact and people online are saying that you don't qualify for anything, but I have full coverage. Perhaps I'll ask Rob Dupree with the Insurance Bureau of Canada to respond. Thank you, Roxanne. Your insurance policy is here to help you. You said you were in Drayton Valley. Drayton Valley is under evacuation order. Your insurance policy for whether it's a home, tenant, or condominium unit owner, they provide coverage for mass evacuation or additional living expenses. The moment that you are evacuated triggers your additional living expense coverage. So this covers your additional costs for when you're under the mandatory evacuation order. So regardless of what you're hearing online, I encourage you to reach out to your insurance representative, the person that you bought the insurance from, and ask them to start the process. If you can't remember who they are, you can look up Intact's information online, and they have 24-hour claim service where you can submit information by phone or by email to get the claim started. They are here to help you during this difficult time. Thanks, Roxanne. Thanks, Rob. The next question is, I'm going to have uh, Deputy Commissioner Curtis Zablocki with the RCMP respond to. This is from Rebecca, and she asks, 
if we're going to be out, um, evacuated, I guess, another week, how can we be sure that our home is secure during this time? Curtis, please go ahead. Yes, thank you for that question, Rebecca. So, you know, um, the Alberta RCMP understand that the protection of your property is second only to the protection and safety of, of your loved ones and yourselves. And I'd like to assure you that we are employing a number of policing strategies to enhance the safety and security of evacuated communities like yours during the wildfires. Um, as you likely know, we are maintaining uh, with the assistance and partnership of, of community uh, staff and personnel as well, maintaining perimeter control around evacuated communities. And this is so that the Albert RCMP can easily ascertain who's authorized you know, to work in a specific area and who might be, um, I'll say, unlawfully uh, in the community. We also have roving patrols uh, within the community, within these secured perimeters. We have marked police vehicles, which will regu regularly move through your community, actively looking for signs of criminal activities, as well as individuals uh, who are not authorized to be in the evacuated area. And to enhance the patrolling ability throughout the evening and nighttime uh, hours, we have advanced optical and night vision technology mounted on our on our drones, which we uh, are deploying as well. And they're being utilized to identify and accurately pinpoint any suspicious activity, uh, again, in your evacuated community. We've assembled quick response teams as well, and these consist of, of police officers uh, that come from our special tactical operations and our emergency response teams. And they're in place if need be to rapidly react to any incidents in your community. Uh, again, they're specially trained officers equipped to deal with with some of the most sensitive and I'll say dangerous situations that, that might present themselves. But uh, fortunately so far, uh, we haven't uh, had any of those uh, types of situations. We've assembled investigative teams as well. These are experienced investigators that'll analyze and examine any reports of suspicious activity in the individuals. And our investigators are conducting targeted uh, enforcement and investigations of prolific offenders. We're examining our criminal hotspots and, and utilizing both overt and covert techniques to actively suppress crime and arrest those who are looking to take advantage of the evacuation uh, situations. And then of course, we have various crime reduction uh, equipment and strategies that are being implemented within and around the evacuated areas. Bait vehicles, for example, and equipment for the most opportunistic offenders are being utilized to catch criminals in the act. Our specialized crime reduction teams use covert crime reduction and detection tactics, as well as overt strategies, focusing on the most prolific offenders who can cause the most harm to our communities. And I would also say, until you're able to return to your community, your local RCMP officers are committed to keeping communities that have been evacuated safe and secure. Please help us to keep everyone safe by adhering to the advice from local authorities and staying away from evacuated areas until you've been cleared to return. Your patience is really greatly appreciated. Thank you. Thanks, Deputy Commissioner Zablocki. The next question is from Lucy in Drayton Valley. Lucy asks, I'm on H. Um, can I still qualify for the evacuation supports? I'll ask Brad to go ahead. Well, thank you very much for asking. Um, so I'd like to clarify that if you are receiving H, 
uh, income support or senior financial assistance from the province, the evacuation payment will not interfere uh, with those. Uh, so it's important uh, that you do apply for the evacuation benefit. I'd also like to clarify that for uh, seniors that are living in con continuing care facilities, they are also eligible. Um, so thank you very much for your question. Thanks very much, Brad. Our next question is Tom. Uh, Tom is in Grand Prairie and the question is as follows. I heard the military are now in Grand Prairie. What are they doing there? So I'll ask Jose St. Ange to start and perhaps Colin with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency will supplement. We're really very grateful for the assistance of uh, the military that's helping us out. The soldiers that are in the Grand Prairie area are helping with wildfire suppression and mop-up operations. And those are some basic firefighting duties. Uh, mop-up means helping to extinguish hotspots. So we're utilizing them um, and their, um, to the best of their abilities and ours to make sure that uh, we're being efficient with those resources. I'll just add uh, that all of the military resources have been dedicated to the wildfire uh, team with forestry. Uh, we do maintain liaison with the, the Canadian Armed Forces at the Provincial Emergency Coordination Centre. So this is a well-coordinated activity between forestry and the Emergency Coordination Centre and the Canadian Armed Forces. Thank you both. The next question comes from Barb and Drayton Valley. And Barb asks, when we are allowed back into town, um, will my mom who is in a care home be taken back or will I have to take her back myself? I'll ask Wanda Obi with the Department of Health to please go ahead. Thank you so much for the question. Um, so residents in continuing care that were evacuated by their facility will be returned uh, to their home by the operator. You are not required to uh, make those arrangements for them. Thank you so much and all the best. Thanks, Wanda. The next question comes from Rose in Fox Creek. And Rose asks, I know there are people who would want to listen tonight, but they will have missed this call. Is there a chance for them to listen to it? Where do they find it? Rose, I'll go ahead and answer that myself. Yes, an audio recording for this and all of the telephone town halls will be posted on alberta.ca slash emergency. You can expect to hear the recording for tonight's town hall posted tomorrow morning. Thanks for that. The next question is from Bruce and he's in Drayton Valley. Bruce says, if I want to donate or support the response to the fires, what can I do? Where do I go? Perhaps I'll ask Colin with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency to please go ahead. Hi, Bruce. Thanks for your question. I'll break that out into two parts. The first one around donations and the other around offers for, of support. Uh, so there are a couple of ways to donate. Uh, as you may be aware, the Canadian Red Cross is uh, out with a campaign and there are, are matching uh, donations that will be coming from the provincial and the federal government. It's part of the Canadian Red Cross 2023 Alberta Fire Fires Appeal. So you can go to redcross.ca to get more information, or you can contact 1-800-418-1111. Uh, 
The other is uh, other offers and donations. We've also set up a, a mailbox for people to, uh, if there's individuals or companies with goods and services that they would like to offer or donate to support in the response, they can email emergency support offers at gov.ab.ca. And I'll repeat that emergency support offers, that's uh, all together at gov.ab.ca. And if you've missed any of this information and would like to check in on it again, you can also find it at the alberta.ca slash emergency website. Thanks, Colin. The next question is from John in Fox Creek. John's question is this, will our insurance insurance premiums go up if we contact them to get help because of the, the displacement due to this evacuation order? I'll ask Rob Dupree with the Insurance Bureau of Canada to please go ahead. Thank you, John. As much as prior claims can impact future premiums, the insurance industry is well capitalized for these events. A wildfire event in Alberta typically does not automatically increase everyone's premiums. Some insurance policies have special endorsements that provide claims forgiveness. So if you make a claim, that doesn't necessarily mean that your premiums are gonna be increasing. Remember that you do have benefits available to you in your insurance policy, for evacuation expenses if you're under mandatory evacuation order. If you're gonna be out for an extended period of time or if you have any damage upon return, any costs of potential increases in premiums, making a claim would far outweigh and provide much more benefit for you to make sure that you're able to get the financial compensation that you need during this time. Thanks, Rob. Our next question was submitted by Sean online, and I will have Kindy Joseph with the Department of Education respond. Sean's question is, what is the plan to address learning gaps for students who have been evacuated? Kindy, please go ahead. Thank you very much for the question. Uh, we do know from our experience uh, during the uh, pandemic response that when students are away, from uh, learning uh, for uh, significant periods of time that there can be impacts to learning. We are working very closely with our school leaders to assess the situation. It is evolving, um, as we know. Uh, the, the timelines um, that people are away are shifting, but we are working very, very closely with the school leaders to support them in using the tools that they have to address these concerns. Um, I would uh, again advise that you maintain contact with your school in terms of uh, any impacts that you may feel are impacting you or other family members, um, you know, in terms of learning loss and what supports they may be able to offer you uh, in, in addressing those. Thank you very much for the question. Thanks, Kendi. Our next question is from Angie in Drayton Valley. Um, Angie's question is, will there be any emergency payments for the residents of this area? I'm going to start with uh, Brad with Seniors, Community and Social Services. Brad, go ahead. Great. Thank you very much for that question. Uh, I'll start to my colleague, uh, Rob, will be uh, uh, adding on. So first off, uh, as we've been sharing this evening, 
there's different layers of support available. Uh, so the, the most basic and, and earliest you probably experience is reception centers, uh, which have uh, which can provide a number of services. From there, as we're approaching seven days and longer, the emergency evacuation payment uh, is intended to be a bridge and uh, to help people with expenses. Uh, from there, uh, most as most policies have uh, a form of uh, support, uh, there's additional funds that could be accessed. So depending on the length of the evacuation, it uh, becomes more important uh, for you to have uh, a good process started with your insurance company. Rob, can you share some steps and good practices for uh, evacuees? Thank you, Brad. Insurance policies commonly have additional living expenses. So once you're under evacuation order, your coverage for financial assistance starts from the day that you're evacuated. I encourage you to start your insurance claim process right away. Reach out to your insurance provider to start that claims process to understand the coverage that you do have available to you and make sure that you're able to access the coverage and the benefits that you're entitled to while you're evacuated. Thanks everyone. The next question was submitted online without a name and it goes as follows. I'm a resident in Fox Lake and residents in my town have been evacuated for a while. It is taking an emotional toll. What supports and services are in place for our mental health? I'll ask Tara Weiss with mental health and addiction to please go ahead. Great, thank you very much for the question. Um, one of the services you can call to receive some emotional um, support and to learn about uh, services that are available in your area is 211. You can call that number directly or you can text info to 211. Um, for Indigenous individuals, there's also a specific number to call. It's the Indigenous Support Line. The phone number there is 1-844-944-4744. So let's say that one more time. 1-844-944-4744. There are also counseling supports available at Counseling Alberta. You can contact them at 1-833-827. 4230. That's 1-833-827-4230. You can also contact 211 who can make a direct connection to Counseling Alberta. Thanks for the question. Thanks, Tara. Next question is from Kelly in Drayton Valley. Kelly says, um, it seems like my family and I will need to stay in the hotel for another week. Is there a limit on insurance coverage? And I'll ask Rob Dupree with the Insurance Bureau of Canada to go ahead. Thank you, Kelly. Yes, we have heard that residents of Drayton Valley are gonna be out for a longer period of time than many people were expecting. So with your additional living expense, your coverage starts on the day that you were evacuated. So about a week ago, and it typically extends for 14 or in many cases, 30 days. Individual insurance policies do vary. Some policies may have a financial limit for that evacuation assistance. Remember that if you do have damage to your home, 
That additional living expense will continue on until the necessary repairs or replacement can take place. But make sure that you check in with your insurance adjuster to understand the coverage you have and the limits available to make sure that you know what your next steps will be. Take care, Kelly. I'm gonna take a chance to put in one final question and ask my colleague, Maggie Carroll with Seniors Community and Social Services to take this question from Laura. Um, what other benefits are available to help AISH clients? Maggie, please go ahead. Thank you for the question, Laura. I would strongly recommend that you speak with your AISH worker. If you're on the program, that worker will have access to additional benefits, supplementary benefits that we can help you out with. Your first and foremost, get on to the emergency evacuation program, um, make your application. If you need any support at all, come into your local Alberta Support Center. We are open in, in Rocky Mountain House. We are open in Red Deer as well in Wetaskiwin if those centers are closer for you. But in addition to that, Asia can assist you in establishing a new residence. They can assist you with clothing replacement. If you're in an emergency situation and you can't reach your worker, let's say it's on the weekend or evenings, Call the 310-4455 and ask to speak with the Income Support Contact Center, and they will assess your emergency right there and then. But please take the time and make sure you contact your worker. They will have a more wholesome response depending on your circumstances. Thanks, Maggie. I wanted to take a chance now to just thank all of you for choosing to spend the last hour with us expressing your concerns, asking your questions, and seeking out important information. I want to let you know that we are holding another telephone town hall for evacuees tomorrow at 7.30 p.m. In addition, we are having a second special telephone town hall at 6 p.m. for anyone across the province who's looking for more information on how to be ready for a potential evacuation. Details about this and all telephone town halls are available on alberta.ca slash emergency. I'd like to thank Minister Schultz for hosting the town hall tonight and all of my colleagues within the government of Alberta and our partners in this wildfire conversation. Thank you all and thank you for listening. Stay safe. Good night.